Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. 60 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Busy program. Busy day for my partner. He'll get off the air and skedaddle to the Unidome for the uh, 4A State Championship tonight. You know, the more I think about this game, and as always, Trent, good to see you. We'll Same get with to you. the guest list in a second. Uh, but this Valley Dowling tilt with the state championship on the line. That's pretty special. It, it really is. To get to see these two teams, you know about the rivalry sure. and what it's been. Two coaches. Yeah, that have had so much success uh-huh. throughout their careers. And not just at Dowling Catholic and at West Des Moines right. Valley, which, I mean, are easy Spencer, places to Dyke, win. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, these are guys that came from... Dyke New Hartford was a joke of a program. Right. That I have family that lived in, in New Hartford, and they're awful. Year after year after year until... Tom Wilson showed up, mm-hmm. and Dowling Catholic was going through a rough stretch for their standards. And then Tom, Tom Wilson, Wilson showed, showed up. up. And same thing with Gary Swenson. You think of Valley, you just roll the ball out. They got a lot of kids. They're going to be you good. You think, yeah. That wasn't always the case. Mm-hmm. He is. And when did he get there? 94 or something? Is that what? I don't remember the I year. Read, I read Cody Goodwin's piece at the register. He posted it uh, at dot .com uh, yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was 94, but I, I mean, I could be mistaken, but somewhere around that time. Frame. Two excellent coaches, yes. two great teams. Going for seven consecutive championships on one side, and and your crosstown rival, you got a chance to end that streak and win a state championship along with it. It's going to be great theater tonight. I'm with you. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to watching at least uh, if it if it gets out of hand, I'll go away. But uh, we shall see. All right, uh, lots to get to on the program on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today. Ten twenty five. We'll get Tom Caker. We'll put the Hawks up first. I want to do a lot on uh, last no, not a lot, but certainly a recap of last night's basketball game uh, with Tom before we get into the football. Then Dylan Mont's ten forty five. The latest with Dylan. Iowa State got a big recruit yesterday literally and figuratively, uh, on the defensive front. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that, and we'll uh, take a look ahead, pick both of these gentlemen's brains as to where they think both of their respective teams that they cover will be going bowling with two weeks to play. We'll put them on record, subject to change, as we know. Uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, only one NFL guest here today, Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com, but it's the Packers, it's prime time, it's uh, got a chance to be you know, a pretty good weekend of NFL football, I think, specifically in the, well, once you get past noon, not that there's no, uh, that there's bad games in the noon time slot, but man, once New England hosting Dallas gets here, and then the Rams and the Packers, then Baltimore playing on Monday night, uh, got a chance to pretty, pretty, uh, be a pretty good weekend in the NFL, despite the fact that the Vikings and the Chiefs are off. I didn't mention your Bears. Let's really hope that that Patriots-Cowboys game is a good one, as because, we both anticipate. Yes, there's only one other trend. You're going to be flipping to Jacksonville, Tennessee, if that one gets out of hand. Is that what they put up there? That is the other I one. I guess it could be worse. So the game they flexed out of was Philadelphia hosting Seattle. Mm-hmm. 
Why can't you put that? I, I understand they put want this to be. They want this to be a national game. They want New England Dallas. It's going to get the mm-hmm. biggest number. That they're going to get all season long and, in the late afternoon. And um, the Green Bay Sam, well, of course it would have been in the late hour because of the West Coast. Right, yeah. So you lose a game on top of it. Yeah. I, I guess I get it. I understand that it's TV. Everybody in the country will be getting this mm-hmm. game. But but you know what? Seattle, Philadelphia on the surface has a chance to be good. I mean, yeah. I don't think Philadelphia is anywhere near as good as some people thought they were going to be. I read something today that the Seahawks are overrated. I don't think I can go there. Anytime you got Russell Wilson... Um, the way this guy's carrying his football team. Uh, but we'll see. It looks like it's going to be a good weekend. Uh, of course, Penn State, Ohio State tomorrow in the early window. Both of the locals play at 11 o'clock tomorrow, so unfortunately won't see a lot of that uh, heavyweight fight in the Big Ten East between the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions. Trent, I can't get past the point spread. And I, our picks are coming up um, just before we get out of here at noon. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm taking Penn State in the points. You are. You're it's jumping just on too right. many. I've I've had the same from when I first saw that point spread. It feels that way. But there's a reason for this. Ohio State's really good. They're really good. Yes. And do we know about KJ Hamler? He's questionable because if Hamler yes, can't go, I agree. Penn State can't keep up. No, uh, Fryermuth, their tight end, I think is as good a tight end as there is in the country. He's good, yeah. And you're going to be uh, hearing his name. What's the Mackey Award mm-hmm. uh, in the years to Charlie come? Charlie Kohler. Well, yeah, he's survived. For that. Absolutely. You know who I would love? Kohler. I've been on the Kohler bandwagon. Yes. In fact, I think I started the Kohler bandwagon. You were way in front of that one. You're driving that train. Uh, indeed. And the Friermuth kid in Penn State's pretty good, too. But 18 and a half. I get that Penn State's been bludgeoning schools. But I think Penn State's defense, I think their offense, Clifford's had a hell of a year. Look, I go back to July, and it's fun to think back of what you and I spoke about and mm-hmm. opined about and kind of went on record because we're so wrong so many times. Right. Right, but yet... I, we both thought the Penn State's defense was going to be good, but man, Quentin Trent, that offense got some question yeah. marks. Well, uh, they're they're way better than we thought. So, anyways, let's uh, let's uh, take a quick stab at last night's uh, game of Carver Hawkeye mm-hmm. Arena. It's tough for me to watch, <laughs> you know, teams that you never see. North Florida didn't do a yeah, whole lot for you. And then they, North Florida jumps on them early and yes. they can't miss for crying out loud. That kid's blocking one shot after another, thinking, holy mackerel. And then they realize, you know what, we've got a real edge inside with this seven-footer. Let's just get Garza the ball and mm-hmm. let him go to work. My two biggest takeaways were Garza and Toussaint. Joe Toussaint adds yeah. an element to and this And Connor team. McCaffrey was... Oh, again, we, we got to keep in mind they're playing North Florida. Yeah. I thought Connor McCaffrey was okay last he night. He knows how to run a team. Yes. You know, there was so much negativity surrounding him because his shot was well, broken last year. Right, and if he was Connor Smith. Right. It, it wouldn't have been the story that mm-hmm. it was, but his last name is also a part of that. Uh-huh. I mean, it certainly helps. Let's not kid ourselves, but it hurts. You can, there are circumstances where... I guess you can't have it both ways. He is a player that knows how to run a basketball team. Yes, he does. He is as heady of a player as you're going to find. Think about dinnertime conversations in the McCaffrey household growing up, right? right? Mom played, dad coached, and the three boys loved the game. Not too bad. Right. Dad played at a pretty high level himself. Yes, he did. Started the ACC and ended up at Penn on some pretty good Penn teams back in the day. You know, it's... That's the frustrating part because I like Connor McCaffrey as a player. Mm -hmm. He has limitations, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But he can get you in spots. Joe Toussaint, though, is this new shiny object. Yeah. And this is it's the kind of player that they were clamoring for. This is the kind of player that Fran had at Siena. These were the guards. You know, the Moore kid, these were the kind of tough, physical guards, guys that could get to the rim mm-hmm. that he really hasn't had since the first couple of years of Bryce Cartwright. 
<laughs> Mike Gasell was never that guy. No, I liked his career though. But you're I right; did. he was never that. Bohannon was never that. No, has never been uh-uh. that guy. That's not his game. Uh-uh. Even a guy like Clemens had his limitations. He yeah, wasn't I liked him too. Wasn't the tightest of ball handlers. This guy's quicker, certainly than Clemens. They oh tried my. to go that. Was it Trey Dickerson a couple years ago, uh-huh. four or five years ago? Yep. He kind of stunk, but. The future appears to be there for Tucson. His mm-hmm. shot looked a lot better than I ever anticipated it was going to be his freshman year. That was the knock against of his hey, tough guy. He can get to the rim, but he can't shoot. Shot looks nice. <laughs> yes, it, it does. It really looks good out there. It's go- There's going to be rough moments. There's going to be ugly moments. That's what happened with freshmen when they play sure. in the Big Ten. But suddenly that guard court's looking pretty good for the future with McCaffrey and Tucson. And C.J. Frederick, who Frederick. continues to struggle yesterday, but yeah. yeah. Overall, is this team going to be better than what we said after the Paul game? Did we overreact oh, to probably. that ugly Monday I mean, night? That's what we normally do, right? right. Yeah. Uh, I hope so, is, is my answer. Right. I mean, I, I really and truly do. There's nothing worse than trying to you know, muddle your way through the winter months when both of the basketball teams are struggling. Yeah. Really? We had four bad teams yes, two years did. ago. It wasn't too long ago. Um, Nunji was hit and miss. Better? I mean, better for sure. Like I love the fact that Garza not only is a threat inside, the fact that he was stepping out and hitting that three ball mm-hmm. and willingly taking it when it was there. And how about Luca Garza with three block shots? And these are not Big Ten players that he's right. playing against, but still, Luca Garza, for all his positives, and there's a ton of them mm-hmm. on the offensive end of the floor, there's many, if not more, negatives on the defensive end. He's not a good defender. No, athletically, he's... He, he has limitations. He's you don't have to be a great athlete. Adam Woodbury is not what you'd characterize as a great athlete, but he was a great defender. Yeah. That's never been Luka Garza's game. But and he's a nasty SOB, and yes. I love that about him. There needs to be that step forward. It looks like it's there. He's never going to beat you with quickness or anything right. like that on a, yeah, that end of the floor. But Woodbury, the way he communicated... The way that he knew how to hedge on high screens. Those types of things that they're not going to show up in the box score. Mm -hmm. They're not going to show up in plus minus. But if you can play in the plus side. I remember us having this conversation that they're going to miss Woodbury when he's gone. Oh, no, no. But you guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. Right. He stinks. He can't dunk. All he can do is poke opponents in the eyes. Right. Can't dunk. Shortest arms in history. We all haven't heard it all. And suddenly, oh, look, Iowa, they're awful defensively. What did they fall to? Like 270th in the country? It was was bad. It was bad. Uh, Bohannon, do we hear anything after the game? I didn't see any post I didn't see anything. Well, Kaker will help us out in 15 minutes. Right. We'll we'll get into that with him. The Vegas trip, one more game on Sunday against Cal Poly before they head out there. Texas Mm -hmm. Tech. So you know my affinity for Ken Pomeroy, KenPom.com. You're a disciple. The, uh, The... Advanced metrics of college basketball. And each and every game, he has a projected point spread, which for the most part is the point spread that you're going to see. Basketball it is, yes. In yeah, Vegas. Of point spreads, how about that last night? Uh, 15. Oh, 15, right yeah. at the number. North Florida with an open look. Yeah, the Ospreys. No, no sooner was I thinking of you about the, is right on the money, then boom, he texted me. Texted you right away. Yeah. I, uh, knows. Was looking, though, forward to Thursday's matchup with Texas Tech. And what time is that game? Do we know? I can find that here. I was, uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get it just okay. in a moment. But what do you think the points were? Neutral floor, obviously, in Vegas. Texas Tech. By defend- the sounds of your voice, it's closer than I would think. Yes. Um, I, I mean, Texas Tech is a really good team. I, I don't know. What is it? Four. That's it? 75-71. I mean, you talk about two-fisted. Oof. Now, I know the last time that you made a big bet on college well, basketball. Well, I'll never do it again. Yeah. Because I bet one of the local teams, I'll never do it again. 
And then I got on Twitter like I was our audience <laughs> and, and ripped Fred Hoiberg in his first game against. That was the Drake year. <laughs> is, is this how the makings? Remember last year, early in the year, Iowa went out to MSG and took on Oregon? Yes. And that was a tight point spread. I remember said, that, yes. How in the world can that mm-hmm. be the case? And look Oregon. what happened. They got Bull Bull. Mm-hmm. They got Pritchard. That, there's no way out this well, Iowa team. They didn't team, have much of Bull Bull in that game. That is very true. They're not going to hang around. Not, not only they hang around, they won that game and won it pretty decisively. Have you seen Tech? I've not seen Texas Tech play this I year. I haven't either, no. Yeah, um, it's kind of that time of year, right? When it is. Trying, there's just so much going on. Anyways, uh, for, for that doesn't seem like... Uh, well, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> look, at, look at it be three or something like that. Right. In the uh, so that the last night in the uh, in the in the NFL, did you watch much of it? Not a ton. I, I did not as much as I anticipated I would. Uh, an egregious miss at the end of it. Like I don't think that there was enough. That there, there was a fumble um, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the football game. Uh, Darius Leonard clearly stripped the ball. He clearly stripped the ball uh, from Watson and. You know, they didn't even stop the game and tick, 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 tick. The, gla- the game's running out. Did it make a difference? Well, if they would have stopped the game and would have given the ball uh, to the Colts, we may have seen a different outcome. But you know, my two biggest takeaways but were both receiver-related. Re- um, Hopkins is elite. Yes, we knew he that. Is, yeah. And maybe it's just because I don't watch as much Houston Texans because mm-hmm. there's options. He's so good, and T.Y. Hilton had just a couple of egregious drops in that in that football game. Last and he's night. coming off an injury, and maybe shouldn't have played Trent because yeah. he hurt his football team last night. He hurt his team. He had three catches for eighteen yards, but he had two. And granted, I mean they're tough catches, but you're supposedly an elite NFL receiver. You make that catch. The guy on the other side of the field did all night. Reason he played. Have you looked at that uh, wide receiver room for yeah, Indianapolis? Maybe it's not as bad as the running back room, but yeah, for the most part. I, I like I the running back room a whole lot more, even without Marlon Mack, than I do the receiver room. It is... Depleted. Who are these guys? Uh, let's see. Allie Cox? Mo Allie Cox. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy that... Yeah, basketball player at VCU. I thought I knew that name. No idea. I, I think he's on the practice squad. Uh, how about this guy? Ashton Doolin? He do anything for you? Don't think he's picked up in a lot of fantasy leagues, Trent, would be my guess. Former UNI Panther, Reese Fountain. Okay, Reese, hanging in there. Uh, Chuck Rogers? No. Zach Paschal? No. I think there's a reason that T.Y. Hilton even well, they tried, tried to, to go the out game. there. Yeah, Jonathan Williams was hit and miss running the yeah, football last right. night. Uh, here's, the, uh, here's the receiving. Uh, well, Eric Ebron, the tight end. Doyle, Hilton, uh, Chester Rogers, Hines out of the backfield. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of options. There wasn't a lot of options. That's why you throw them out there, even a banged up. But they did cover, right? Because what was it, three and a half half, or four? Yes, thank you. So the Colts got the cover. Good teams win, great teams cover. Indeed they do. And I don't know if we call the Colts a a great team, but uh, this one did last night. Yeah, again, I I don't know how you uh, don't stop the the football game. The the replay is inside two minutes. It's now, you know, it's up. It's in the league's hands uh, to stop the game, and they let it play on when clearly the ball was out. Um, Was there clear, definitive? proof uh, that Leonard f- jumped on the football. Well, according to Leonard f- following the game, he said, he said um, that Deshaun Watson told him, now nah, I fumbled the football, you had the football. 
don't know if that's rubbing salt in the wound, but I thought Darius Leonard, or at least at the very least, they should have stopped it and taken a look at it. All right, both of the teams in action tomorrow. Hawks on the field, as we know, they will take on Illinois. Meanwhile, Iowa State, that point spread up over three touchdowns uh, as they will host Kansas tomorrow. A lot of good pieces. Both um, both teams, media members, I, I think have really done a nice job chronicling senior week, uh, whether it be the uh, Cyclone uh, beat writers or the Hawkeye beat writers. It's one of those, you get to this point of the uh, of the season, right, and what are these guys going through? I mean, I get everybody's different, mm-hmm. but knowing that, you know, this is the last time we're going to dress in this locker room, we're going to run out in front of this home fan right. base, that's got to be. And for some guys, I'm sure it's huge. Other guys, like, hey, whatever. Yeah, I'm it, sure it's everybody's just, it, different, right? It's personality. Mm-hmm. Some people you see mom and dad sitting out there at the 50 and the tears come streaming sure. down. Other guys, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Let's go play football. Right. I want to go hit somebody. I don't care about giving my mom a rose out of the 50-yard line. It, it, I'm sure it's different for everybody. And you know, you've talked about it before. You cry at commercials. I do. Get a little more emotional as we get older. Sure. Remember, we're still talking about 21, 22-year-old dudes. Right, but it's mom and dad that probably are going to be affected yes, by it. Yes, no uh, doubt. When they see their son running out to running towards them. But, uh, Speaking of running out on the field, you were talking about seeing your stepson run out of the Unidome field. Mm-hmm, Van the- Meter in action right oh, now. we're underway, are we? They are underway, and uh, Van Meter driving. They have the ball past the 50 in their opening drive as they take on a very good West Lion team. The Bulldogs looking for their second title in three seasons. So, and then this afternoon, what do we got? Wacom plays at what time? That is, I think, one thirty. One thirty. yeah, that sounds about right. They take on Odebelt, Arthur, Battle Creek, Ida Grove. Ooh, that's a mouthful. And is there one more game today before the 4A? That or did will they be take... it. That'll that's be a it. break until we get Clear to... Clear the building out. Dowling Valley. You can hear it. Mm. KXNO.com and the iHeart app. And we'll join in progress here on KXNO Over the Air. Right after Iowa State women's basketball, and then once you're, if you're, uh, we're going to replay the game in its yeah. entirety. As I know as, a lot uh, of people are driving up, sure, making that drive. So you're heading home, flip it on KXNO, and you can hear us on your way home if your team wins. I'm going to guess the people on the losing, unless maybe it comes down to the wire and people want to hear it again, hear how it sounds. Well, they got a kid, in the, they got a kid that played, made a play, hear, big play, want to hear their name Condon on the radio. Hear their, is Condon going to mention is he going to screw it up? Uh, so, you know what? A week from today is Black Friday, as we know. I didn't realize uh, the extent that the uh, the team is coming together for next Friday until you shared that piece of info with me, uh, or with the audience, rather, yesterday, in, in case you missed it. I, I know a lot of people are going to be shopping. A lot of guys mm-hmm. are going to be driving their wives around or whatever. And then sitting in the car and waiting. And sitting in the car. I mean, that was me for, for, for once. Been there. <laughs> right. Well. I was once. <laughs> One time. Yeah, I did, and I'll uh, never do it again. Uh, but if, if you happen to be, so the morning rush is going to be on the air from 6 until 8. And then from 8 until 10, Travis and Ross are doing a pre-game edition mm-hmm. of Sound Off on WHO? Correct, yep. So Van and Bonnie going to duck out a little early? That's what I, I should probably double-check with Ross on the times. I'm almost positive he said 8 to 10, though, is okay. when that's going to be. Then you and I will be back on from 10 until noon on Correct. Friday, and we'll devote the first hour of the program to Iowa-Nebraska mm-hmm. with you know, some of our Iowa voices and our, our Nebraska voices, because Mitch Sherman said he would join us as well on Black Friday from The Athletic. He covers Nebraska. Sipple's committed. Morehouse is, well, he will commit and Kakert mm-hmm. likewise so we'll do that in the first hour and then in a week from today we'll get Dylan in here and uh, maybe Halstead maybe we can do a you know a bit of a round table for the gotta make our picks. for 20 we got to make our picks get Bama in here mm-hmm. so um 
We'll be here if, Friday. If you're a Hawkeye fan and you want Hawkeyes on your radio, morning rush 6 to 8, mm-hmm. and then 8 to 10 down uh, down the dial on 1040 WHO. Come on back the 1460 at 10 o'clock. And uh, we'll have you covered before until the pregame show starts eleven thirty on WHO. Oh, it's going to be a good Black Friday. I'm excited to do a little pregame and getting ready for Iowa, Nebraska, and and uh, talking with the people out there, getting ready for the game, which you're hopeful means something for the Cornhuskers. I am. I, I want them. Kenny to have Cornhusker. Bowl elig- <laughs> <laughs> I want bowl eligibility for them to be at stake. Let's go Terps. Um. And that point spread's what, four and a half now, I think? Doesn't that feel really low? It does. It opened at seven. Yeah. What is going on? That game's in my picks, too. Ooh. Yeah, that game's in my picks, too. So, tomorrow, and actually on Friday morning, there's games going on when we're on the air. Texas Tech and Texas play. At 10? At 11. 11? And I think Virginia, Virginia, well, hang on a second. I can find it. Not too bad of a start to Uh, things, right? Vautech, Virginia at 11. Texas Tech at Texas at 11 on Fox. So... We'll have football. We'll have basketball on Wednesday to talk about. Michigan and I will be playing as we opine, as we do the 11 o'clock hour on Wednesday. So it's going to be a fun week next week. We're off on Thursday, but uh, and of course, no afternoon shows on Friday. Ross and Travis will be doing sound off. They will be, and there might be something happening here locally, though, still in the works. I was talking with AD, might be doing something uh, during the afternoon window. Keep it tuned here. Oh, that'd be fun. Program Director Andrew Downs will keep you abreast of what is happening Friday afternoon. All right, well, we certainly got the morning covered uh, starting at 6 a.m. Uh, on Black Friday. We'll take a time out. We'll get Tom Cakert in here, get his thoughts on last night's hoops, uh, and a look ahead to Illinois. Where does Tom Cakert think they're going bowling as of today? What's he going to say? Holiday? Holiday. That's where they're going. I think everybody feels that way. Although there's some red box percolating. Yeah. Both places are expensive to get to Ooh. and to hang out in. I think if you, I think San Francisco is more expensive than San Diego. Yeah, I think. I mean, they're both. It's both crazy money. But anyways, we'll come back. Tom Caker's going to join the program. Dylan Mons ten forty five on Iowa State. Oh, by the way, and please listen closely to this. If you can come, if you want to go to the hockey game Saturday, the Iowa Wild, our Saturday winner. Can't go, as it turns out. Okay. So we've got four tickets right now just for the asking, but you have to be here to pick them up by 5 o'clock today at 2141 Grand Avenue. So if you'd like four tickets to the Iowa Wild for tomorrow at 7, you have to get here by 5 o'clock to pick them up. Caller number one, Wild, uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Wells Fargo Arena. Um Twenty-one forty-one grand by five o'clock is, I guess, the only stipulation for you to claim those tickets, because they won't be a will call. They're here. Twenty-one forty-one grand. Uh, we'll take our uh, take the first caller for that. We're here until noon. It's Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Tickets are gone for the uh, Wild. Uh, we'll have more tickets throughout the season to give away. If you didn't uh, get them in the last couple of days, we will um, certainly do that in the weeks slash months to come. Let's get Tom Cakert in here. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. 
Uh, Trent, my mouse isn't working. There we go. I got it. Uh, Let's say Tom, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming in. How are you? Or coming on, rather. How are you, Tom Kakert? Doing uh, terrific today. You know, before we get into last night and to what we'll see tomorrow, I want to pick your gambling mind. <laughs> Penn State's getting eighteen and a half at the with at the Buckeyes tomorrow. Tom, isn't that too many? It feels like it's too many, but um, boy, doesn't it? Doesn't that kind of hinge on what uh, what Hamler status <laughs> is? Because Penn State without Hamler, a different team, a pretty average team, yeah. pretty average team. I mean, they're especially in that situation where you're going to need explosive plays against Ohio mm-hmm. State. Um, without him, boy, I'd, I'd probably be back in the Buckeyes. <laughs> Trent said the exact same yeah. thing. When I to, a to a T. To a T. Because I just think that's a boatload of points, Tom. Anyways, let's start with the basketball last night. My, my two takeaways, I'm guessing that they're not a lot different from, from most people that watch the game. Um was Garza being Garza when they figured out they had a big size advantage? Now, it took them a while, a few minutes, before they decided let's uh, get the ball, feed Garza, and let him do some work uh, down low, and he did. And then they've got something there in Joe Toussaint, who's really got some giddy-up, Tom Kakert. Uh, Garza and Toussaint, both uh, looking like um, they might be the two guys that, and that's maybe not being fair to Weisskamp, but you get my point. Both of those guys played very well last night. Yeah, I, I, I thought Luca. I thought initially Iowa just kind of struggled against that, you know, kind of one-three-one or mm-hmm. whatever it was that they were playing uh, defensively. They were really aggressive up top, and it just kind of gave Iowa um, some trouble getting the ball down to Luca, and he missed a couple shots. And but once he gets going, it's just he just gets going, and uh, um, you know, hit that three, and I thought that really. Yeah. Kind of got him uh, uh, rolling a little bit offensively, and he's one of those guys that it just seems like you can look up and he's got two points, and then you know, ten minutes later, he's got twenty-two. Uh, he just has that knack of uh, of being able to score uh, in bunches, and then you know, the one of the funny moments that I doubt TV picked it up, but there was a guy that sat behind us after Tucson got really rolling a little bit, and. He was coming out of the game, and he goes, the guy yelled, he's your starting point guard, Fran. <laughs> and, of course, you could hear that plain as day in the building last night, I'm guessing. You could you could hear it plain as day, and uh, he's not far from the bench from where we sit. So uh, I'm sure Fran heard that. But, yeah, Joe played his best game, obviously, mm-hmm. You know, coming off the game where he had six minutes. He's, he's really uh, – He's really dynamic and, and can do a lot of things. There's going to be some ups and downs with Joe, though. So just everybody kind of cooled their jets, but I, I like the potential there. No doubt. Certainly a lot of potential there. Connor McCaffrey ran the team well, seven assists in the game overall. This team, after the Paul game, was was that just a, a bit of a mirage? Was, a line through it? Yeah. One of those games, yeah, good point. Just throw it out, or did that tell us more? Uh, quite a bit. What are your thoughts on, on that one looking back to the loss? I, I think they're just gonna they're gonna struggle at times against those longer athletic teams. Now, Joe Wieskamp did tell us something after the game that maybe uh, impacted how Iowa played in that ball game. He had uh, fallen in the first game towards the end of the game and hurt his elbow a little bit. He said it, it really impacted him the next two games. Mm. So felt better last night. Shot it better. Um, 
so maybe there's some of that in there. But boy, I would just, uh, you know, I, I think they just, that was a great learning experience. I'm going to be real interested to see how they do against, you know, somebody like Texas Tech, who's got more of the longer athletic guys, and uh, and, and see how they do. If they if they're able to adjust, then I think they'll be okay. But if it's like the DePaul game again, then I think you you put up the red flag warning. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, was there anything after the game uh, pursuant to Jordan Bohannon and going forward or not going forward, one for six from three last night? He's such a better shooter than we've seen so far this year, Tom, and I'm not being critical of him. I know what he went through. No. Uh, it's just a, it's just a fact that he's not, uh, for whatever reason, and it's injury-related, I'm assuming, can't shoot like he did, like the Jordan Bohannon we've seen shoot his entire career. Yeah, um, you know, some of those shots are automatic buckets. Right. I think, I think what we're going to head towards is a decision 10 games in where he shuts it down. That's, that's kind of my gut feeling on a little intel. I think that's the direction it's going to go. Into a little football now, and Illinois comes in. This is a big one for you. I listened to your podcast this week, Tom, with your Illini buddy in there, and boy, I, I did not know I was listening to the Illinois Report podcast over there. <laughs> a lot of line I talk this week. Yeah, they're um, they're feeling themselves a little bit. They are. Yeah. So they've won. They've right. won four in a row. They right. beat Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They went up to East Lansing and won. Mm-hmm. Now, now let's be honest. Both those games are in in college football this year. I don't know that there's two flukier wins. <laughs> than what Illinois had against Wisconsin and against Michigan State. So let's put it in its proper context. And, you know, they are bowl eligible, but they've beaten Akron, they've beaten UConn, and they've beaten Rutgers in that. So let's not get over our skis a little bit, Illini fans. But, um, I, you know, they're better. They The takeaway number jumps out at you. But you know what else at you is they're giving up 200 and 40 yards on the ground per game and in league play. And uh, I, I, I think those, those sorts of things just show up. And, and here's the other thing. Iowa just doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, Stanley had that little stretch of three games where he had five picks. But since then, no picks. He's back throwing touchdown passes again. Um, the running backs don't turn it over much. So I, I just I, I think Iowa's going to um, – really uh, probably covered this one I you know I, I just think I was side on this one well what uh, which running uh, which of the Hawkeye running backs will get the uh, bulk of the carries on Saturday tomorrow Tom well if if it's not number 15 I think the right. fans in the right. stands are going to cause a riot <laughs> uh, you know I I don't know who's more beloved by Iowa fans out of the freshman class right now is Great it Joe point. Stott, or <laughs> yeah. is it Tyler Goodson yeah um you know, there's a poll question for uh, for your show today, uh, but because I, you know, I, I think you just got to ride Goodson at this point the rest of the way and keep giving him the rock. And when he needs a little bit of a break, go to Makai Sargent or Torn Young if you want to grind things out. Uh, that's just that's my feeling on it. Just go with those guys and uh, in that order, and and then. Uh, uh, let Stanley do his thing, and they'll get Brandon Smith back this week. So yep. they've got another weapon, and Tracy's come along. So 
think they've got a lot of things going offensively. Yeah, Tracy's clearly come along. You know, back to Torn Young for a second, because I was surprised. You mentioned, I'll use your term, grind it out, and I thought there was a chance to grind it out late in the football game last week against Minnesota, yet he wasn't in there. Is is uh, is he okay, or is this, I mean, why why do you think he was uh, looked past at that particular point when I thought it was it's Torn Young time? I, I think they were just happy to ride the, the Goodson train and, and see where that went and then just go to Mackay when they needed them. Um, I think they probably just wanted somebody maybe more a little bit elusive than uh, than just a truck going into the wall, right. you know. Uh, so I think that's kind of what they were looking for. Now, this week it might be different. They may want to just go a little heavy and go with Torrin and, and grind that way. You know, this this team has shown those glimpses, and, and if they win their next two, they'll go to a bowl destination, more than likely the holiday is what everything we hear there. Actually, before we get to that, your thoughts. Is it holiday or bust? I mean, are we talking 80%, 90% chance it's going to be holiday bowl in your mind? Oh, boy, I wouldn't put it that high okay. because it's probably going to involve Michigan in a decision about uh, uh. the Wolverines. And I, I'm always uh, – but – you know, the, the bowl guys, they want an excited fan base. And I think if you gauge, well, is our Iowa fans going to be more excited to go to San Diego or a Michigan fans going to be more excited? I think it's probably Iowa fans. Um, you know, the California trips haven't been there very often in the last, uh, you know, two decades or so. Uh, and and I, I think there's, there's a real appeal for that. So I, I would say holiday probably maybe 50, 60%. But Iowa's got to win their last two games, too. Otherwise, Red they Box? may end up, uh, you know, Red Box or something mm-hmm. like that. In San Jose. Santa I don't know. Santa, Santa Clara, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Right. Yeah, but still, um, I don't know how that will go over, Tom. Not What's well. your, is, that, is, that your, is that your thought as well, Tom? Yeah, it, it'll go Struggle. over well with me because I've got family in Monterey nice. that I can go see and I can go play some golf. So, uh <laughs> It'll go over well with this guy, but everybody else. Yeah. Would it go over well at home? George Kittle, too. Yeah, that's that's a great point. He'll love it. No, he will. Um, So the the game's on the 27th, so the team would leave what, on the 20th? Yeah, maybe. um, You know, they'd leave before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, Although it may may end up being like. you know, like like they did for the pinstripe, where they just kind of waited and went a couple of days ahead of time, uh, just because they they can practice indoors. Yeah. So you know, it's it, there's no sense in going out there super early if if you don't have to. Tom, uh, you know, I mentioned what this is going to turn out to be. You got to get these wins. It is senior day, and that does mean something here. When you look back at the four- and five-year careers of the seniors, different stories all over the place. Stanley, the headliner, as the quarterback. But who's the guy you're going to miss? Your conversations that you get weekly, the guy you get a chance to talk to and maybe have a chuckle with from time to time. Who's the senior you're going to miss most? Um, probably the Paulsons. Yeah. Um, just because they're just such engaging young guys, and they're, they've done so much on and off the field. Um, you know, you look back to the dance marathon last year when they, uh, you know, raised money by cutting their hair and uh, raising money. And they're, they're over at that hospital all the time, visiting with kids and, and, and brightening the days of you know, young people who are going through a tough time. And, um, yeah, their careers probably didn't pan out like I thought it would. You know, I kind of thought they'd, they'd pencil those guys in as tackles for 
a long time in their careers, and, and that didn't happen. But um, I'm just happy that things worked out for Landon this year where he's gotten a, a, a starting job, and Levi's gotten to start some games. They got to play together, and they're just really terrific young guys. So I, I, probably those two. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to try and – Trent and I will be here next Friday. We're going to try and grab you for six or eight minutes, whether you're in Lincoln or on your way to Lincoln, uh, at some point in the 10 o'clock hour next week. But I'll reach out, Tom. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you okay. and yours. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good to talk to you. Tom Caker. HawkeyeReport.com. Dylan Mons on Iowa State. He's next. Ames Tribune is where you can read Dylan and Travis and everybody over there. AmesTrib.com. Uh, we are here until noon. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 14... 1460 KXNO. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Cotton in Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. White Sox doing some business. Grandal yesterday. Abreu in the fold for three years. Are they going to be a player, Trent Con? They in the Central? are working that way. Take Cleveland's place? Probably. I think so, too. Uh, let's get Dylan Monson here. Ames Tribune. AmesTrib.com is where you can read Dylan and Travis and the fine folks over uh, at the Ames Tribune. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thank you, sir, for coming on, as always. Um, two weeks to play. Going to put you on record right now. Subject to change. Because Trent and I get to, so oh, why course, shouldn't yes. you? Where are the clones going bowling, Dylan Monts? Yeah, that's the million-dollar question right now. Um, I I actually just um, was writing about this the other day. I, I think it's probably going to be the Camping World Bowl. Uh, it, it'll depend, obviously, what happens with Baylor if they um, win these last two regular season games, and then depending on what happens in the Big 12 title game, mm-hmm. maybe they sneak into a New Year's Six, and that shifts um, some of what happens. But I think right now, um, the camping world is pretty safe, especially given that that game wanted Iowa State last year before um, the Alamo Bowl became available. So you say Baylor, if they don't make the New Year's Six, Baylor would drop to the Alamo, and that's not a big draw. I mean, it's a great bowl. Uh, not New Year's Six, I get it. but you. So that's what you're speculating, Dylan? I'm trying to follow you. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. what I would think. I would think Baylor would go to the Alamo Bowl, and then um, you know maybe the camping world would have its pick of Oklahoma State or Iowa State, but I think they would probably lean Iowa State in, in that situation. So I think depending on if Baylor can stay in the top 12 and get a New Year's Six, then um, then I think you know they would either do that or go to the Alamo Bowl, and then that would shift Iowa State. Another intriguing piece, if it is Orlando in the Camping World Bowl, would be the opponent and a real possibility yes. it could be Notre Dame on the other side. How incredible would that be? Yeah, it would be uh, obviously a really fun matchup, a lot of conversation around it, certainly, and, and that's kind of... Um, you know, the, the Liberty Bowl, the last couple of times Iowa State has gone, it's it's been Tulsa and it's been Memphis. And there were some interesting storylines around Memphis, but it lacked kind of the name brand recognition. And then Washington State last year, you got a little bit of it, especially with Mike Leach and Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew um, in, in the fold there. But have, playing a program like Notre Dame in the, in the postseason it certainly ups the profile. There, there'd be a lot of eyeballs on it. Um, and it would just be a lot of fun, I think, to, to at least talk about leading up to the game. He really would. Of course, there's another aspect, and I don't want to piss off Cyclone fans, so I'm, I'm not going to Brian Kelly. 
Um, anyways, let's <laughs> let's move on, yeah. right? I mean, because uh-huh. it seems to me there's only two jobs that would even interest him, and one of them's not going to open up, and the other one, and that's Ohio State, and the other one seemingly is Notre Dame, and I hope he doesn't leave, but I think that will be a talker if indeed Brian Kelly does decide to walk away. But let's uh, let's talk about the here and now. That's Kansas tomorrow, and it's senior day. Uh, you guys, and I lump you all together, all of you guys that cover Iowa State and the Hawkeyes as well, the Hawkeye media, I love all the, uh, the senior day stuff that you guys come up with everybody searching for a different angle uh, on one of these seniors. I think for the most part, everybody's found a, a unique angle to uh, uh, to tailor their story to. Um, but boy, this is a big, big senior class with some big pieces uh, that uh, have clearly helped and bought into Matt Campbell's uh, program. But boy, they've uh, they've really taken this program places that, quite honestly, Dylan, uh, they haven't been before. Yeah, there, there's a lot of personalities, a lot of unique stories. Um, for, for this Iowa State team, we, we've talked a lot about the offensive line and the four guys that, um, you know, are so, have been so integral with helping that position, um, advance, uh, especially this last half of the season. Um, you talk about Deshante Jones, who came in as a true freshman and played in Matt Campbell's first signing class, Jamal Johnson the same way. You can go to Michael Pettway, who's only here for one year, but has had a, a nice impact. You can talk about Matt Leo, who was here for a couple of years, Ray Lima. Um, you know, you can go on and down the list and find guys that have had ways to find, make impacts um, from a variety of positions, whether it's been putting up big stats like Deshante Jones has in, in terms of receptions and yards or whether it's Ray Lima, who we all know is really important to that defensive line but goes a little bit under the radar because he doesn't put up maybe the numbers of some of his counterparts on other teams. But everybody's kind of had their role, had their uh, piece of the success, and uh, yeah, and Matt Campbell talked about it this week. It's it's those guys, especially the ones that redshirted, that kind of had to have blind faith that things would get turned around, and um, they've been rewarded the last several years. It's been a great senior class and one that will go out at historical levels. Speaking of historical levels, this offense, and especially Brock Purdy, mm. has a chance to put up numbers that have never been seen before. As you look back at this season, What's still in front of them here? I mean, the numbers are absolutely ridiculous. What's on target this week as you're watching Purdy? Yeah, I think, um, what is it? I think yards he's going to be getting close to. I think, um, what is it, completion, you know, completions. Um, he already got touchdowns last week, and I think mm-hmm. completion percentage is still out there. Um, so there are a few this week, but, you know, you factor in this week, Kansas State, and then the bowl game. Um, he has a chance to, like, shatter all those, which is pretty incredible. Um, so I think, and it's the whole Brock Purdy thing is kind of interesting because we all know he's been good, but I don't know if we talked about him enough just with good point. the stuff that he's been able to do. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about good quarterback play in the past. Everybody kind of points to Seneca Wallace or even mm-hmm. Sage Rosenfels. Uh, back in the day, Brett Meyer, um, you know, and some of those guys. But really, it's pretty incredible what Purdy's done, just given uh, his age and, and some of um, the, the challenges that the Big 12 presents. Uh, great points. I'm going to put Austin Arnott in there because he's my guy. Austin Arnott, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right. You, you, you hit the four of them. And it's a valid point, Dylan, because I go back to August, and maybe because it was a foregone conclusion he was going to be the quarterback, whenever Trent and I and you would be opining on Iowa State football, we would seldom bring up Purdy because it was just a given. I think that's a great point that uh, he hasn't got the recognition, maybe, uh, that he deserves, and he's putting up historical numbers, and the good 
good news for Iowa State fans. He's got two years to uh, to build on those. Speaking of two years, uh, Latrell Bankston is a big get for them, Dylan. Especially and you touched on a couple of seniors in Johnson and Lima who were, you know, they were mainstays and they would clog up the middle of that defensive front and allow those linebackers to run around and make plays. Well, here comes Latrell Bankston, the number three interior defensive lineman uh, in the JUCO ranks. Big get and a big area of need. Yeah, it was hugely important to to get a guy like him in this class, um, just given what they're going to lose with Lima and Johnson, as you mentioned. But uh, I think he had 45 tackles this last year at Hutch. Um, he was a Jayhawk player of the year in that conference. Um, and, and, yeah, it's we all know kind of what the guy in the middle has done for this defense in this scheme. Um, he's not going to be a guy that usually puts up these crazy numbers or stats, but he opens things up for – for everybody else, we saw early in the year what um, the guys in the middle did for Orion Vance to go and make plays in the backfield, or Mike Rose to run fit as well as he did. And, and Bankston is a guy that they've been in on um, you know, long time now, several months, and, and to be able to close the deal over a couple other Power 5 schools get him into the fold, sign him early. And then I think, um, you know, I think 24-7 Sports reported that he was going to be uh, enrolling early as well. So getting him in, going through spring ball, uh, really important. So, yeah, I think as, as much as any other recruit in the class, he was not only uh, important in terms of that, but as a guy that could come contribute right away. What else is still out there recruiting-wise? What are they still looking at? How many scholarships? What are they up to 22, I think, in this class? What do you think still on the horizon uh, as we look forward? Yeah, not a, probably a lot of room right now, and the attrition will kind of dictate some of that maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know that there's a couple quarterbacks in the class. Um, you know, Mayan Williams is a kid uh, from Ohio State, or you know, from Ohio that's being recruited by Ohio State as well. Maybe you have to look at other running backs. But other than that, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of uh, Bankson was the big one, and then it's just um, depending on how the last um, – you know, several weeks or months of the early signing period shakes out, then you can kind of tinker. But for now, I think they feel probably pretty good about where they're at. Uh, where is uh, Iowa State? What time, I guess, is Iowa State going to kick off next Saturday? Give me your take. Is it, do you think they'll get that 6.30 slot, or will they be parked in the afternoon? I'm going to keep saying 2.30 just so I can will that into existence. <laughs> for, for me, that's what I want, see if I can do the down and back to Manhattan. Um, there's There's a world, obviously, where it's, 6 or 6.30, but um, I'm hoping for 2.30. Selfishly for you, 2.30. Selfishly for me, 6 or 6.30, so I can watch the Iron Bowl. But um, we'll, we'll see. Dylan, great stuff. We'll recap it with you on Monday. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Trent and I will be here next Friday, so we will uh, grab you likely in the 11 o'clock hour, but we'll speak plenty uh, in advance of that. But we will speak with you on Monday, Dylan Mons. You can recap things for us. Thanks, Dylan. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com. Is Dylan O'Pines on Kansas. And any Iowa chance State. they lose this game? I mean, no. any realistic path? No. I'm, I don't see it either. I just don't. I just don't. I no. can't see it. That's a lot better. They're a lot better. They're a lot better. And I think, look at it, Kansas is better than I think we thought. They had a couple of nice wins. Yeah. Now, who saw them beating Boston College on that Friday? And night? in that fashion, too. It, right. Right. Where they just ran past them. Mm-hmm. And then... They fired their offensive coordinator, and they score 48 on Texas. Indeed, eh. they did. Uh, Don't Puka, think that's going to continue. Is Puka, Puka's got to be a senior, right? Yeah, I know, I know Stanley, the quarterback's a senior. Puka Williams, the running back, he seems like he's been there for four years. He's a sophomore. What? Sophomore. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Puka Williams. Yeah. He's a sophomore. I'm, I'm, I'll take your word. 
Well, shame on me. But anyways, um, are you sure? Sophomore. Jesus. True sophomore. Horrible job out of me on that one. Not eligible for the draft yet. <laughs> well, like a lot of these going anyways. But he's had his moments. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a tiny little guy. He hides behind that off. Do you? We need uh, him. I, I, he practiced yesterday for the first time this week. Cobra so Kai needs a, him. Let's get into uh, the nitty gritty. Need to get in the playoffs. Let's go, Kittle. Absolutely. He's a big, big cog in that Niner offense, as we know. All right, 11 o'clock hours next. Bama's here. Claxton's Barbecue is here. Picks are coming up. We are here until noon. It's Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.